So the typical IRS offer and compromise takes 7 to 12 months from beginning to end, but there are some exceptions that you should know about that I'll be getting into later in this video. At the very end of the video, I'm going to be giving you a few tips uh, on how to make sure your offer and compromise takes as little time as possible to go through, so be sure to stick around to the end. But in general, like I said, you're looking at a 7 to 12 month time frame, and this 7 to 12 month time frame includes 1 to 2 months to gather the information necessary to complete your offer and compromise forms, especially the form 433A OIC and the form 686. And you got to gather the documentation necessary to send in with your offer and compromise as well. If you've seen my other videos on offers and compromise, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A link to one of those videos is right up here at the top of the screen and in the description below. So we're looking at, you know, one, two months to gather the information and the documentation and complete the forms. Then on top of that, you have at least six months, six plus months of waiting for the IRS to review the offer and compromise. Now, for some offers and compromise, where there's a lot of back and forth negotiation on the back end with the IRS concerning the offer, we've seen this process potentially take up to 18 months. And I'll talk about situations where that could likely be the case later in this video. But for the majority of cases, our cases anyway, what we're seeing right now is offers and compromise taking about seven to 12 months from suit to nuts. Of course, if you'd like to have a free consultation with my company, Choice Tax Relief, about your offer and compromise or other tax resolution options, you can do that by filling out the form on my company's website, www.choicetaxrelief.com or by calling 866-8000-TAX, that's 866-8000-829. All right, keep in mind that the seven to 12 month time frame I just gave may be extended, right? If you have not yet filed all your required tax returns, generally the last six years worth with the IRS. If you haven't filed the necessary tax returns, you should allocate at least, at least a few weeks probably longer to the preparation of these back tax returns. If you want to learn more about preparing back tax returns, avoiding penalties, and getting your life back on track, check out this video right here at the top of the screen and in the description below. So before I get into some special situations here where the offering compromise could take longer than that general seven to 12 month time span, I do want to mention that it could be said, it could be said in a certain sense that the offering compromise process can actually take more than five years. Why? Well, this is because you are required by the IRS to remain in compliance with the filing and payment of all tax returns, taxes due and tax returns, including estimated taxes, for five years from the date your offer and compromise is accepted. And if you don't, your offer could default. So technically, I mean, if you include that five years post acceptance compliance period, an offer in compromise could in that sense take over five or six years from, from the beginning of that to the end. But typically when people ask me how long does an offer in compromise take, what they mean is how long is it gonna take before the IRS makes a decision on my offer from today, right? So that's what I'm explaining here. I mentioned previously that while the typical offer and compromise gets approved or rejected typically right now within seven to 12 months, sometimes the process can take up to 18 months in our experience with the main determinant of how long an offer may take to be accepted or rejected being the complexity or even perhaps the variability of the client situation. And so now I'll get real practical here and give an example of what I mean by like a typical offer and compromise situation. Then I'll talk about an example of what I mean by a more complex situation. And then finally, an example of what I mean by a, a more variable situation. So our typical offer compromise candidate, and just to be clear, offer compromise candidates come in all shapes and sizes. So the typical is probably too strong a word, but a common offer 
and compromise client. A, a common situation, right, is somebody with an, a normal W-2 job as their only stream of income, whose only assets are perhaps a, a vehicle, certainly a non-luxury vehicle, and maybe some minimal brokerage or retirement accounts, right? Assuming their situation doesn't change very much between the time their offer and compromise is submitted to the time the IRS picks it up for review, this taxpayer's offer and compromise may very well be submitted and uh, a decision made on it by the IRS within seven to 12 months. Now, imagine that instead of having a normal W-2 job, a non-luxury vehicle, and a few hundred bucks in retirement account, the taxpayer I previously mentioned owns multiple businesses, a couple pieces of property with one of them generating rental income. Let's say they have a few cars, Let's say they have a half dozen or a dozen investment and retirement accounts. Naturally, this sort of offer and compromise case will be more complicated because the offer and compromise formula is really all about determining how much excess monthly income a taxpayer has and how much net equity in assets a taxpayer has to put towards their offer. This means that the more streams of income a taxpayer has and the more assets a taxpayer has, the longer it will take for the IRS to review the taxpayer's offer and compromise because they simply have more stuff going on with their financial situation. So a case like this may take you know, 12 to 18 months from soup to nuts rather than the typical seven to 12 months. Now, a taxpayer's situation doesn't necessarily have to be incredibly complex with all kinds of moving pieces in order for their offer and compromise to take longer than usual to be reviewed by the IRS. Sometimes just the mere variability of a taxpayer situation and specifically with their numbers could cause something of a delay. For example, let's say that when a taxpayer submitted their offer and compromise, you know, they had a normal W-2 job, they had a normal car, and they had one account, one retirement account. And that retirement account consisted almost entirely of their employer's own stock that they received through perhaps stock options or an employee stock purchase plan or something like that. Caveat, I'm not a financial advisor, but I generally wouldn't recommend you have your retirement all in one company's stock, your, your own employers or otherwise. But nevertheless, we do see this all the time with some with, with clients. Some people just do that, right? There's one more factor here. This individual works at a high-flying tech company that recently went public and the company stock goes up and down like a roller coaster. So this individual situation really isn't all that complex, right? They have a job, a car, and a retirement account, but because their net worth is going up and down all the time because their primary asset is their employer's highly volatile stock, this could cause their offer and compromise to take a bit longer than typical to be accepted. The same is true for folks with variable incomes. They might just be an average Joe or Jane, but because their income isn't consistent from month to month, sometimes the IRS wants to take a closer look at that. Now, I will say that it is guaranteed that you will not have to wait longer than two years to hear back from the IRS about your offer and compromise, okay? Because your offer and compromise will be automatically accepted by the IRS if the IRS does not make a determination, either an acceptance or rejection of your offer and compromise within two years of the date the IRS received it, okay? Automatic deemed acceptance. Of course, in order to qualify for this two-year rule, you must have submitted a processable offer in the first place. Check out my video on offer and compromise basics for more on that. Link to that video is in the description below. Now let's go over some tips and tricks to make sure your offer gets processed and reviewed without delay. No one likes waiting, and while you can't force 
the IRS. You can't stay the IRS's hands or review your offer and compromise in a specified time frame of your choosing. You can certainly take some steps to ensure that your offer and compromise will be processed as quickly as possible, or at least as quickly as, as you can control. So here are a few tips in that regard. Number one, make sure you've met the baseline requirements for submitting offer and compromise. This is an essential, folks. One, you must have filed all required tax returns for the past six years. Two, you must be in current tax payment compliance, including estimated tax payments. And three, you must not be in an open bankruptcy proceeding. If you have not met these requirements, the IRS will ask you to meet these requirements first before it even deems your offer processable. And in so doing, the process will inevitably be delayed. Tip number two, make sure you send in a complete offer package to the IRS. The offering compromise form, the form 656, which is the contract that you're submitting to the government to compromise your debt, is not the only thing you need to mail the IRS when submitting an offer and compromise. You also need to include, in addition to the Form 656, signed Form 656, the signed Form 433A OIC, if applicable, a complete copy of any tax return filed within a 12-week period before you submit your offer. You gotta include copies of your most recent pay stubs, copies of your most recent investment and retirement accounts, copies of three months worth of personal bank statements, copies of six months worth of business bank statements, copies of any statements from lenders, copies of court orders, right? Proving the amount of child support or alimony payments claimed in your offer. Uh, of course, you have to make a check or money order payable to the United States Treasury for your initial offer and compromise payment unless you qualify for low income certification. You gotta include a separate check or money order made payable to the United States Treasury for your $205 application fee unless you qualify for low income certification. More information about low income certification uh, can be found in my video on offer and compromise basics. Link to that video is in the description below. And finally, uh, tip number three on uh, making sure your offer gets processed as quickly as possible is to send your offer and compromise package to the correct address because sending your offer and compromise to the, to the wrong address, like the general IRS address or something, is one of the best ways to delay its processing time. So if you want the IRS to process your offer and compromise as quickly as possible, be sure to send it to the right address. In the table you see on the screen here, there are two possible addresses. Which one you send it to depends on where you live. So for example, if you live in California, you would send your offer package to the Memphis, Tennessee centralized offer and compromise unit at that address. But on the other hand, if you live in Florida, you would send your offer package to the Brookhaven centralized offer and compromise unit in Holtzville, New York at that address. All right, folks, that will do for now. If you'd like to watch other offer and compromise videos I've made, you can do that by clicking over here on the left-hand side of your screen. If you'd like to download my free special report, Seven Secrets About Your Tax Set the IRS Doesn't Want You to Know, you can download that by clicking underneath my face right here. And of course, if you would like to talk to my team at Choice Tax Relief about your tax issues, give us a call, 866-8000-TAX. Talk to you soon.